listening to the U Urban Bible Study Weekly Leaders Training Podcast. The U curriculum is especially created by and for urban and multi-ethnic churches. This podcast is designed to help leaders lead a Bible study using LifeWay's U Urban Bible Study resources. Each week, we examine a biblical passage, review some questions teachers may face, and give a practical teaching tip. I'm Dr. Mark Proston, General Editor for the U Bible Study, and today I'm joined by our content editor, Natasha Benefee. Hello, Natasha. Hello, Mark. Um, today we are here for our final session of our study, Owning a Faith That Matters, and we conclude with maturing faith. Um, this Christian life is a journey, and it's a lifelong journey that is not complete until we are at rest in God's kingdom. So this journey then is a walk of ever deepening faith and trust in Christ. In this final session, um, it's important because it reminds us that as our faith in Christ grows, we will become less reticent to act and more adept at doing what God calls us to do. And that our maturing faith becomes increasingly focused on Christ and our humble obedience to him. All right. So. Faith matures as we humbly obey God. So what are the characteristics of mature faith? Well, here's the first one. Mature faith forgives without counting. So let's look at Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 4. He said to his disciples, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So this is going to take us to the edge here. Mature faith. Mature faith forgives without counting. And so, uh, you know, let's just cut to the chase. It says, look, you're going, you're going to be offended. Problems are going to come, but don't let them come through you. Right. And, and we don't want our situations to cause other people to stumble, especially younger ones. So what do you do when somebody does stumble? He says, if somebody stumbles, rebuke him. This, this says, correct, right? Uh, and if he repents, forgive him. So the idea of rebuking is not just fussing at him, not just fussing for fussing's sake, right? But all of this is to lead to reconciliation. You you bring correction, instruction and correction that leads to, that you hope will lead to reconciliation. 
And so if he repents, forgive him. Then here's the heart of it. If he sins against you seven times in a day, in a day, and comes back to you seven times saying, I repent. This scripture says, don't just lay about one more time and say, you have not repented the first time, because if you did, you wouldn't be doing this seven times. So what it what is this saying? Seven, remember, is the number of completion. And so what it's saying is that one has to keep on forgiving until until the offense, the offense is completely over, right? So whether it's seven times in a day or seven times in a life or seven times in a year, it doesn't matter. You got to keep on forgiving. Keep on forgiving. Don't count. You know, it's not, well, I got up to seven. I can stop now. No. Keep on forgiving. It is the, it is the number of completion. Forgive until they are completely forgiven. And so sometimes a person will do wrong and be able to straighten out right away, transform, change, straightened out, done. But sometimes some people go through a process and straightening stuff out in one's life sometimes is a process that takes a while. And so if the process takes a while to get the person to where they ought to be, then you be patient and keep on loving and working with them and forgiving them all the stuff that comes along with that in order to help them to get to the place where they're not going back to do at least this thing anymore. So patience, working with them to get them there, that's mature faith. It forgives without counting. What do you see here, Natasha? Yeah, uh, the that's the hard part for this one. The the counting of uh, the wrongs that we've done because sometimes we we feel like I've forgiven you enough, and I don't have to do it anymore. But what I see is that that's not what uh, God does to us. We have forgiveness we get is freely received. So if we have that forgiveness, then we should freely give that forgiveness as well. As you were talking, I kept thinking about not necessarily um, what someone else has done to me, but what have I done to God and how patient he is with me in my process of sometimes not getting it right on the first time. So um, the, the message here is that even if someone sins against you seven times in a day, still... Um, they come back and they repent, forgive them. We are forgiven multiple times in a day, in a month, in a week, in a year. And so if we receive that forgiveness, the sign of me maturing in Christ and taking on Christ's characteristics is that I must also um, freely give forgiveness to others. Yeah, so mature faith 
forgives without counting. And we are all tempted to count, but don't count. Don't count. Just keep on forgiving. So here's the second thing. Mature faith, trust without signs. Trust without signs. Let's look at verses five and six. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. So we've got to uh, mature faith, trust without signs. And so uh, sometimes people are always looking for a sign, right? I need to see something spectacular. And if I see something spectacular, then I can believe. But the truth is, the more you need a sign or even one of the sign gifts, right? The gifts of the Spirit, the sign gifts, that actually suggests that your faith is weaker, right? Even the Apostle Paul, when he talks about the, the sign gifts in 1 Corinthians, will say, look for the greater gifts, right? So, because faith, lack of faith needs a sign. Real faith doesn't need a sign. And it's, so it says, if you all, the, the amount of faith you really need is the size of a mustard seed. So uh, I grew up in the city and uh, I really uh, never knew much about mustard seeds. But let me just tell you what. I found out that a mustard seed is. It's about the size of a pinhead. If you take one of those little pins uh, that you put in your boutonniere, not the one with the big pearl thing on this on the top, the one with the little metal flat top. So a mustard seed is about the size of one of those little flat top push pins that we use from time to time. That's about the size of a mustard seed. So it's really telling us all you need is just a tiny bit of faith. A tiny bit of faith is all it takes. Often we're saying, man, I, I just need more faith. Give me more faith. I'm going to pray to God for more faith. You don't need more faith. All you need is faith because just a little bit of faith can take you a long way. He illustrates this by saying, if you just had a tiny bit of faith, you would be able to look at the mulberry tree and tell the mulberry tree, uproot yourself and, and go plant yourself in the sea and it would obey you. How extraordinary is that statement? How extraordinary is that idea? But what it's trying to just tell you is that it really only takes mustard seed faith, just a little real faith can do wonders. What are you thinking, Natasha? I love that illustration. Small the small seed compared to the to the huge trees. Just a reminder to us that a small amount of faith in Christ 
can move the big trees, the big mountains, the big things in our own lives as well. And as you said, it doesn't take more faith. It takes acting on the little bit of faith that we have, doing what we believe, saying, not just saying that we have faith, but actually living and taking action in that faith, not because of what we see, but because of what we believe. And we believe what God's word says to be true. But I take that even if I don't understand it, if I don't see it, it doesn't look like it, but I take that small amount of faith and then I move and I, and I move in faith and I, and I live like that and remembering what he's already done through faith that um, helps grow my faith as well. And that's how we mature. And that's how we become mature in our faith is when it doesn't take a lot for us to believe that God will do what he says he's going to do. And then we act on it. All right. So here we go. That mature faith forgives without counting. How many of you all do that? Mature faith trusts without signs. Are you able to do that? Here's the third one. Mature faith serves without thanks. Serves without thanks. Let's pick up at verse number seven. Which one of you having a servant tending sheep or plowing will say to him when it comes when he comes in from the field, come at once and sit down and eat. Instead, will he not tell him, prepare something for me to eat, get, get ready and serve while I eat and drink, later you can eat and drink. Does he thank that servant because of, because he did what was commanded in the same way? When you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We've only done our duty. So there it is. Ultimately, mature faith serves without thanks. And so we are, we are the servants in the field. And, uh, and we serve, and you can't always look for a banquet, a card, uh, getting your name called, right? All the different ways we look for people to thank us or pay us back for our service. None of that is part of mature faith. Mature faith simply serves silently, sometimes unseen. That's mature faith. If you gotta, if you gotta put everything on front street, that's not mature faith. If you get all twisted up in knots because nobody said thank you, that's not mature faith. Mature faith just does what it needs to do. Look at verse ten. In the same way, when you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, "We are unworthy servants. We've only done our duty." Let me add something to this. And that's said, you need to read the next verses because we often separate 10 from the story that comes right after. And I think that often uh, many a teacher and preacher has gotten the next story wrong because they have separated the two stories. So let me just tell you really quickly, the next story is really more familiar than this passage. The next story is about the 10 lepers who came to Jesus 
and uh, uh, Jesus tells them to go show themselves to the priest, and one leper comes back. And so we keep saying that the the story of the lepers, often we preach it and teach it, is about giving thanks to God. One came to give thanks to God, and we make this whole big deal about thanksgiving. And it's not about thanksgiving. When you keep the two stories together like they are in the Bible, you will see it's really about Jesus modeling what he just says in these verses. He is doing the work, and it's okay that the nine did not come back to give him any thanks or to commend him for the service. He himself shows himself to be the unworthy servant because he has done his duty. That's what it's about. It's about the willingness to serve without thanks, not the fact that we ought to always come back and give God thanks. No, that's what the parable, the story of the 10 lepers is really about, the willingness to serve without thanks. And everybody wants to be thanked. Everybody wants their name called. Everybody wants, you know, some something to, uh, you know, commend them. And Jesus said, look at me. I'm out here serving. The Son of Man is serving, healing, and he doesn't get thanks either. And that's okay because his willingness to do what God had called him to do is not dependent on the nine coming back. All 10 got plans. All 10 got healed. And he said, I'm, I'm healing you whether you thank, come back and give the Lord praise or not. Come on, that's what it's really about. It's about the willingness to keep on pressing on and doing what God called you to do, even if you never get any thanks. Because the end of the story is that when we get to heaven, God is gonna fix it and make it all right. Come on, our reward our ultimate reward is not in the things we get down here. It's not in the appreciation services. It's not in any of those. God gives us, God has prepared our ultimate reward in heaven. He is the one at the end who will say, well done, good and faithful servant. What do you see here, Natasha? Yeah, the first question that comes to my mind in all of this, and as you were talking, is what is our motivation for service? Are we doing it because we are serving the Lord? Or are we doing it for recognition? And are we okay if our name is not in the program, if our name doesn't get called, if nobody says that they appreciate what I do? Am I doing it for the Lord? Or am I doing it for recognition? It reminds me of Colossians. 323, whatever you do, do it from the heart as someone done for the Lord and not for people. Are we doing what we do as our service? Mature faith serves in my services to God and not for recognition, not for my name to be called, not. And am I okay with that? Because I'm doing it because it's what God has called me to do, what I've been commissioned to do. 
to help advance the kingdom, not so um, I can be recognized. So I think that's the the key that stands out for me in these verses, that mature faith serves. One, mature faith serves. So we're doing something. We're not just sitting and getting on Sunday and then going home. We are actively engaged in kingdom work. And then two, our motivation for serving is pure um, because we're serving God and not for our own self-glory, but for his glory. All right. All right. So this, all this lesson says that, look, working for Jesus can be rough. Being God's child won't always work out like you want it to in terms of your relationships with people and all this, right? The brother sins, you, he might have to keep on coming back and, and keep on getting forgiven. And sometimes uh, there would not be a gratitude for any of those things that we do but keep pressing on anyway. That's what mature faith does. Mature faith keeps pressing on, keeps moving forward despite all of those things, knowing there's a blessing in the pressing. Come on. All right. So this is great. They're going to be a great lesson and a great way to wrap up uh, this series of lessons. This has been an exciting series on faith. I hope you've been blessed by it too. So if you're a Bible study teacher, I want you to hold on just for a moment because Natasha is going to give us a powerful one-minute teaching tip. But I just want to remind everybody, get your copy of the U Bible study material. It, it, man, it just makes a difference when you have it in your hand for yourself. You can find it at u.lifeway.com. That is y-o-u.lifeway.com. It is our urban cultural forward Bible study. It comes in paper and digital formats. There's a teacher guide in the back of the book uh, and a daily devotional pages to keep us engaged in the word of God every day. There's a leader's pack uh, to make the lessons even more powerful. And it aligns with our Bible Studies for Life student and kids curriculum. So there's something for every body. All right, Natasha. Give us our teaching tip for today. So today we recognize that one of our characteristics of mature faith is forgiveness. So before you teach this lesson, um, it takes some time to examine your own heart and bring any unforgiveness that you have to God and ask him to help you mature in this area. If you need to ask for forgiveness from someone else, um, do that as well. And then encourage your learners in your class to do the same as these are signs of a maturing faith. All right. All right. So look, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, and we're not going to turn around. So friend, hope you've enjoyed and been blessed by this study. I know you will in this last study when you get to your class, but join us again for another You Bible Study podcast because you never know where God will take you.